We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He's doing well. In fact, he, because he, um, he texted me back and forth yesterday on a couple things. Um, he's doing very well uh, in his progress. Doctors are happy where he is. He's dry swinging at this point. He's been freed to do that. Um, he's going to come into camp somewhere around, I don't know, the 8th or 9th of March, somewhere around that time is our anticipated date that he'll be here. But he's doing great from a recovery perspective. Sounds like Bryce Harper on the mend, almost in camp. Welcome back. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. with Kyle behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. We'll get back to the phones here in a second and all the Sirianni reaction. But you, that's um, it, it's interesting, and it's it's just encouraging to hear that Bryce is is taking dry swings. That that tells me the rehab's going the right way. But we don't really know. Like it, it's interesting because they 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 just kind of threw out the All Star break in the middle of the season as as kind of this wide range where when he probably will be back. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's sooner uh, for Bryce. I hope it is, but uh, he'll be in camp in a couple weeks, which is which is good to hear. Yeah, I was thinking when when I when you were talking about the injury and him coming back, and you know you're talking about put the. Put the Excuse me. The potential replacements for Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. I was thinking a couple of weeks. I did not. I was not thinking to the All Star break. Yeah, I, it's, I definitely was not thinking to the All Star break. It's a big chunk of the season. Now that's a long time to miss him for. Mm-hmm. But the good thing I think for this group is because remember he 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 was banged up last year. He had the the elbow issue, but he's playing through it. And then he broke his thumb in in, in late June, and they had to miss him for two. I mean, they lost him for two months, and they they actually played really well. You during that time, it kept them afloat. And that's why they had a chance to make the playoffs. So I think it gives me some confidence they could get through this again. But man, that lineup when he gets back, it's it, it it's, it's one something of the, to be excited about. Man, it's it's going to be incredible. It will be interesting though if, how many runs they could score without him because it's just as good as it is. He's just a, he's just so good. We saw it in the playoffs. He was just went, he went to another level in the playoffs last yeah. year. Yeah, and it looks like from from. Uh... From what I've been reading, they're, they're really, you know, they're trying to shuffle some guys around, trying to look for different parts and things that they can put in there to try to help help hold the fort, if you will, until Bryce Harper gets back. That's a long time, though, Joe, if, if he's out to the All-Star break. It's a half a season. Yeah, it's <laughs> a long time. Yeah, and in a division that has the Braves, which we always know are going to be good, and the Mets, who have like a $400 million payroll, it's going to, like, they have to find a way to keep themselves afloat, just like they did last year without Bryce Harper. A, a part of, of how they'll do it, of course, is if Reese Hoskins can play well uh, and hit and, and more consistently than he has in the past. He almost and has to play well. He has to step his game up now, doesn't he? He has to for two reasons. One, they need him. But two, you, he's a free agent to be. I think it's so interesting. He's the, he's the only guy not locked up here in this lineup for years to come. Right? Some of the young guys, they haven't reached free agency yet. And then they gave out 11-year deal to Turner. Obviously, Harper's here forever. Um, even some Castellanos is here long term. Schwarber had a, got a four year deal. Me, Hoskins is the only guy they haven't paid yet, and he's a free agent to be. Yeah, you got to feel funny about that. And I was reading a story the other day where the the owner, the new owner, he was talking about how he's he's going to spend the bread. He's mm-hmm. not afraid to spend money. It's not about money. Yeah, he said he's trying to win. He's trying to put championships in the tro- in, in the uh, trophy case. Which which makes and I, you're, you're right. And and he's shown now he will spend. Which makes me believe I don't. I don't feel you like they, they want to back. I th- I put it like this. 
I think they would like him back, but they got to see more from him. Well, here's this. Dabrowski today, Dave Dabrowski speaking down in, in Clearwater. And, and listen to this, and, and tell me if you think this sounds like a GM who, who wants to bring, like is hell-bent on bringing the player back. It certainly did to me. Here's Dave Dabrowski. Any thoughts on Reese Hoskins as well? He's another big guy come on and organization's willingness or need to, to keep him around. Sure. I would also, I mean, in Reese's case, just, you know, you have free agents. Like last year we had Segura. Um, he was in that position. Um, Reese is a tremendous player, tremendous person. Uh, he's done a lot for the organization. Um, and so we'll just analyze and see what takes place. But we, we love him. We think the world of him. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to go with you on that one, Joe. He's gone. That don't, sound, that don't sound like a ringing endorsement, especially when you start, hey, he's done a lot for us. That that sounds like he's already out one foot out the door. Yeah, and the example he gave was Gene Segura, who they didn't the, the, resign. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, he's not here. <laughs> yeah, like, wait a second, you you went through a lame duck year and then yeah, you didn't not, resign him. Not, it feels to me like we're we're in the end of Reese Hoskins' time. That's the comparison that I would want to make me feel comfortable if I heard if I was listening to that cut. That that does not make me feel comfortable at all. No, and I I saw a column yesterday where Reese was quoted and he said if if they want me back, of course he, he's interested. Like he's been here his whole career. He he was kind of the first one. Him and Nola were the first ones to start turning this thing around when they came up. But mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like they want him back. And I understand why. He's been a very for me frustrating player over the years. He's, Up and down. Up and down, Josie. He is the you, – you'll see it this year. He's the streakiest hitter I've ever seen to where for two weeks he'll hit eight home runs and he'll carry them. And then he will go a month where he doesn't do anything. It's mm-hmm. un- unbelievable. Up and down, up and down. And then defensively, I mean, Kyle, you've seen this and we've all seen it for years. His defense is atrocious. No, he's a butcher. But we, we, you mentioned with the, the batting thing, when he's hot, he's like one of the best hitters in baseball. Yes. Like not, not just on the team, like in the entire league. He can, You're right. He can absolutely carry the team. But – the defensive mistakes, man, those those really uh, rear their ugly heads in the postseason. But to both of you guys' points, I don't think this is zero-sum because there's an opportunity there with Bryce Harper being gone as long as he potentially is going to be gone where if he can find some semblance of consistency, then there might be some conversation being had about him being here long term. It could be, and it's going to be a big theme throughout the season. 215-592-9494. And, and just for an example on the on the Reese Hoskins thing, they, they don't win the NLCS against the Padres without him. He, he had a ton of home runs. He was mm-hmm. really good. He got hot in that Braves series, hit that home run against Strider. But then in the World Series, he went 3-for-25 with 10 strikeouts. Like, he's just so hot or so cold, and and his defense is, is not good. But it doesn't sound like Dave Dabrowski is, is getting ready to give a contract extension to Reese Hoskins. Your reaction to that, and let's talk some Sirianni here. Bridget is up on WIP. Hey, Bridget. Hey, Bridget. Hey, guys. Hugh, welcome back to Philadelphia, Thank man. you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, I have a question. Now, I know you guys were talking about this yesterday. The turf. Now, who's really responsible for that? Is it the NFL or is it the stadiums to keep up with that? Uh, I would say that, well, the NFL has something to do with it because I think during the Super Bowl, they kind of take over everything and make sure everything is up to par and everything. So I, w- I would probably say the NFL. Okay. That's why, yeah, because this has been going on for years with the turf and everything, and they still have to fix this issue. Well, especially in that stadium, Bridget, it's really bad out there. And, and I don't, you yeah. know, part of me wonders if it's just the atmosphere, right? The heat, the desert, the 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 way the atmosphere is out there it just makes it hard to grow grass. But whatever. I mean, you got a stadium there. You have a Super Bowl there. You, you got to figure it out. Yeah, before, you know, one of the players gets seriously hurt besides their cleats and everything. But mm-hmm. still, it's just, this thing's been going on. I, I remember when the Vet Stadium, there was issues with the, with the grass and the turf, and then the vet stadium went down, and we got Lincoln Field. Now we got like one of the best fields on your 
down uh, over in Lincoln Field. Yeah, it just, it's, and it feels unacceptable for a billion-dollar, you know, multi-billion-dollar organization to have the fee. Like we shouldn't be talking about this, but obviously it's a big deal. Shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, yeah. So yesterday, you were wanting to know where to get a good bike. Yes, a bike. Okay. See if you remember this one. You remember Lido Kitty City? They still have Kitty City. Yesterday we brought up Kmart. Now yeah. this, we're bringing up all the old places. You said Kitty City. I was like, wait a minute, that's still a thing. <laughs> you should, Bridget. You should have seen you's face. No, his, his face I lit, lit up. up. My face lit up. He's like, no, nah, bro, it's not. It's not <laughs> Never even heard of that one. I know my brother used to get the bike there, and I used to get my kitty pool from there. That was like the best man, toy store. You, boy, that Toys R Us. There used to be some place you go get oh, a yeah. bike, man. You'll get a bike anywhere. Not in like specialty items. That's right. Like, yeah, they're bike stores now. Yeah, 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 bike stores. Now, as for Nick, he's a great coach. He got us to the Super Bowl. And like you said, Hugh, it's, you know, if he's working with the team, that's fine. But he, like you said, like with Andy Reid, he only took so much and then that was it. He was out. But I've watched Andy Reid and he's come a long way long since way. Philadelphia. Long way. And that's yeah. why you got to – like, it's unfortunate because we, we live in a microwave society, but you got to right. give coaches a chance. And 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 who's to say, you know, hopefully Nick Sirianni gets us to a, a Super Bowl, a, a winning Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but right. it might not it might not be here. It might be somewhere else. Right. So that's how I look at it. And I have totally respect for Andy Reid. I was sorry that he had to go, but when you're – you know, if you're not getting us to the team after so many years, then, yes, I have to make a decision. You're out. Bring Nick in. That's it. And Nick, you know, we just have to give him another chance. I think he got us through the playoffs. He got us through the he, he got us to the Super Bowl. I mean, we had fourteen to three. That's never happened to the Eagles. Oh, it's, it, it was. Their, I mean, in terms of regular season, right, Bridge? It was the best season they ever had, and we appreciate the phone call. There's no question. His first two years really good. It's, it's a matter of moving forward. How good he is. But you're right. You I mean coaches don't get a chance to evolve and grow. They're, they're like they're like quarterbacks. And if the if the message is getting stale. Then they get them out of here. Like you made an example of uh, of Coach Quinn, mm-hmm. Dan Quinn in Atlanta. All of a sudden, you know, it was it was great. You know, he's bringing in the Marines, and he was saying the old cliches, a brace to suck, and you know all this other good stuff. And then after a while, people start calling in and saying the same thing. Well, get tired of all those old stupid cliches and stuff like that. It gets old, man. It gets old quick, especially when you're losing. It's funny. It, it, obviously, there's, the message could get old in the locker room. I think it gets old for fans, too, after a while, it right? Does. Like, you, you, you like a guy, and he's doing well, but then it, it could change fast. I mean, it used to be where coaches lasted a while. Like, now it's like... Because you got to win, man. You, you only have a certain... You, you have a small amount of time to win Super Bowl titles. Perfect example is the, is the Rams, L.A. Rams. Look what they went out and did. They went out and got the, the quarterback from uh, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, Stafford. Stafford, to win a Super Bowl. They won one. And then look. They, they're, they're hot garbage now. They were so bad. Hot, hot garbage. Yeah, I mean, they, they went all in. And, and, it, and, it, and it, it paid off for that year. Well, and then McVay. Was the last, him, now, he's he, about to retire. Yeah, he, he was about to, go, to. He decided he wasn't, he oh, was not going to. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't going to abandon them at their uh, lowest moment. What Man, a good guy. And he got a chance to do TV, still a young guy. He could leave and, and come back in 10 years if he wanted to. One more bad year. We're seeing him on Amazon yeah, making he's 20 million be, bucks. Man, making a That's love for the game, man. Yeah. Well, he speaking, of, speaking of Amazon, does anybody else like the Amazon? They like the Amazon broadcast. The bro- like Al so, Michaels and uh, Herb Street. I thought it looked good. Like just like it looked normal. Like it looked like a regular broadcast. I didn't yeah. like. I was thinking I was watching Amazon. Is I didn't I didn't love Herb Street on in the NFL. 
I and Al Michaels got, felt a little checked out to me. Yes, Al Michaels <laughs> felt like he's he, he been doing a lot of work. He's, he's working a lot though. He's yeah, working he's a also, lot. He's not a young man anymore. Al yeah. Michaels went into every game as though he was wronged at what matchup that they gave him, yeah. and he was just <laughs> complaining about it the whole time. That, that one Broncos and Colts game or something. He's, uh-huh. oh, he was trashing both teams the entire night. He. There's no way he's uh, feeling good about that. Which decision. I get, but like you're making like 15 million a year, Al. Just call the game. Yeah, like I, I suck it up for 15. Million. <laughs> well, I mean, you're trying to become a coach here. I'm trying to become a coach. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get my friends on. Yeah, you know, somebody. As a matter of fact, somebody tweeted me and said, "Well, Brian Dawkins has to be the strength and condition coach." Oh. I said, "Brian can do whatever he wants to do." Yeah, he just like, names he just, the position he, just, he wants. He just wants to do. He, Brian could Brian could be a parachute coach if he wants. He can come to practice every other day if he wants to. All right, I'm, I'm putting Doc in his position on the staff. Is anything he Any, wants to anything do? Anything he wants to do. I like yeah. that. T is in college. What's up, T? Hey, gentlemen, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate how you do business on here. You do a great show. Thank, thank you, you, T. Thank we you very appreciate much. it, buddy. What are you thinking today? Oh, uh, uh, real quick, I like to address people that get sensitive. So there's uh, some friends I know named John, Jack, Mike. <laughs> You might not know them, but I just got to mention their name. I'm still thinking about you three, just in case you get jealous that I'm on here. But anyway. So but before, let me, uh, let me explain to you, T, before we, he goes on. So we, we, we've noticed, I, I know T's noticed, I've noticed, uh, the afternoon shows, they have their callers, right? Like uh-huh. they're, they're staple of callers. And I think they've been a little bit worried that some of those callers are going to go to the morning with the new morning show or maybe uh-huh. to our show. So they get, they get a little jealous when they're callers. Is that right? Yeah. I can't believe Not I, not I agree. Yeah, I not, hear it. Nah. I hear it. A little jealousy. Nah. Not my man. I, I can't. You, it hurts me. You know, black on black crime, man. Black history. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but, but anyways, look, Joe, I think I know where this offensive coordinator thing stems from. And correct me if I'm wrong, if you don't mind. If you, I have something for you afterwards. Kyle, thank you for putting me on. Um, remember last year, Joe, when I called you and I brought up the point to you that Jalen Hurts wrote? Is going to be coming from his second year intact with the offensive coordinator. Yes. You thought that was a beautiful point? Yes. I think that's, I think that's where your situation, in my opinion, that's how I feel, uh, that comes where you think there's some, um, I don't know, uh, weakness to having to switch over corners back and forth. Because you worry that Hurts can't make this progression forward. And if that's the case, I don't think you have to worry about that. I think I think his trajectory is going smooth sailing the rest of the way forward. I don't think Brian Johnson is going to hinder any of this progression. I, T, I, I don't. Think, T, I, I think you make a fair point, and it's probably in the back of my head. And I agree with you. I don't think it's going to hinder him, or he's going to take a big step back. But but would we agree on this? Like, if you could choose continuity or not continuity, you would choose continuity. Definitely. Correct, but I think that's an impossible thing to choose because in the NFL. This happens to every organization, every team. Well, yes, but wait, wait, wait. But you're right. But not if you're if your core if your head coach calls the plays, you have continuity. It it it, it, it can't change, Cause right? Because you're feeling like he's no, going to be here. Yeah. You're also, you're also referring that to a year prior. See, he did that first year. Then second year he changed, and now here's a third year change as well. So you, you know, there's too many levels to that for you to to basically assess that it's going to be the same way moving forward. Every year it's changed. Well, yeah, there's there's some change. All right, what do you, what do you, what do you want to tell you? Uh, well, one, I'm going to shoot for the fences, you. And you might not have any, you know, strike to this, but uh, I'd like to put my application in for a uh, director of college scouting. I don't know how far your reach goes. No. So your team is the head coach. No? Okay. Okay. So I didn't, I, wait a minute. That was, <laughs> that was Kyle. That was not me. That was Kyle. I know, I know. I know. I'm probably playing around. But if not, you know, you can't do that for me. I take assistant D-line coach. And listen, listen. I got Tuesdays, off-site, coaches clinic, movie sponsors, at a place that you've never been to called Delilah's that 
has a high quality top-notch chef that serves online chicken wings. What's up, dog? You know what's funny? Because one of my best friends, Hollis Thomas, has been trying since I've been here. To uh, you know, he's trying to hang out a little bit. So, so you and D, you and Hollis would probably be a great matchup for the D line coaches. So, I we could go. Yeah, I, I used I used to do a lot of weekend shows with Hollis back in the day. They would be very good friends. I used to bounce. I used to bounce too much, and then ever since my bouncing days stopped, the old lady won't allow me to go back. <laughs> oh, and, I'm uh, shocked. Yeah, yeah, I can't go back there no more. I have to go back there. I'm a fan, but that was the agreement. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's just that I had a little bit too much fun. And I was a little bit too. Uh, you knew too many people. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, that, that, T, that, that, T that we, happens. we appreciate you, buddy. So I'll put T down for Director of College Scouting, Assistant Defensive Line Coach, and yeah. Entertainment Coordinator, yes, T. definitely. T in definitely. Collegeville. Because we're going to get fired after the year. We're just trying to get everybody a golden parachute. That's it. Listen, this is a, I'm, I'm telling you, we might win more games than you think. This is a good staff you're putting together. If we win three games, that would probably be good. <laughs> Hold on. How did T already get a better role than me? Wait a minute. We, we haven't figured out your role. The head equipment guy makes a lot of money. I, I don't think I, – I, I think, I think Kyle he's, he's he doesn't like up. his role. He doesn't. He does, like he's hung up on equipment guy because yeah, he thinks yeah. he's going to be watching smelly jocks. And stuff it's got like a negative that. connotation to it. It does not. I know some equipment guys that are making a ton of bread in the NFL. Man, that's a good job. So, dog. like, what do you want to do, Kyle? I, don't know, I, I want some involvement in the everyday planning. Of, you know, the game plan <laughs> stuff. I, that's what the that's what the equipment guy does. You plan. There is everything. no way I buy that the equipment guy has any involvement <laughs> in X's and O's. You know. you want? Oh, you want X and O? Yeah. I, I think he's thinking of it like you know he he's the producer of the I show. I want to get right? a headset on. So he has know? involvement in when we're planning the show. He's okay, part of the we'll, show. We'll he wants figure, it, he wants we'll to be like that. We'll figure it out. Because I'm I'm, a, I'm when Ike gets in here I ask Ike because you know Ike's gonna handle the defense so I'm I'm gonna yeah. see if Ike needs some. some oh, Ike Ike's, Ike's gonna leave me an equipment manager. I just know. It. <laughs> I don't think. So. Or now Ike's gonna handle getting criticized in Philadelphia. He's loved here, but so, if, wait, you're the D coordinator. We, co- we coaching in Philadelphia. We coaching in Philly. Oh, maybe we're not. Yeah, you're right. We're not. Because I don't to. know about coaching. All right, in Philly, let's get out of here. We'll go somewhere yeah, else. We got to go somewhere else, man. Because I <laughs> I don't want to go somewhere where where people like me and then they don't like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's gonna hit different if we if we're losing. That's unacceptable. Oh, they'll hate you. Yes. Now, we can go to Jacksonville and lose. I, I don't care. We can go down there and lose. I tell them kiss my ass. I'm like, hey, y'all kiss my ass. I, ain't, I don't care. Well, that's why we could never have Brian Dawkins be the defensive coordinator. Dawkins no, is. hate Dawk too. He's so universally loved. We, we, can't, we can't go to Jacksonville. We can't go to, to, to Philadelphia. We can coach here. We can go to New York and coach. We, let's go mess up their team. Let's do an, or an expansion team. Yeah, we can do that. New team. But then if we get an expansion team, that means we probably go to London. You want to do that? You ever been to London? I mean, no, not really. That hurt. We got, listen, if we go to London, we got to bring our own toilet paper because I heard the toilet paper over there rough. I heard In, they got some rough. They got like sandpaper toilet paper. Bungholeitis. Really? Yeah. So we <laughs> well, got to bring our own well, toilet Well, why paper. wouldn't it be the same as here? Because, like, that's what I, I've never been, but that's what I've always heard, that the toilet paper is not the same quality. Well, that seems ridiculous. Yeah, I, mean, I somehow doubt that. That all no, across I'm Europe. I'm telling he you, heard this it. Is, this is some useless information that I bring into the show today that I heard before. I heard the toilet paper there is not that great. Just there or like anywhere other than the United States? I, I, I heard just there. Okay, well, I, I've actually been to London when I was younger. I don't particularly remember. You was wiping your butt with sandpaper? Yeah, I don't have, I don't have any uh, sort of recollection of that. Yeah, happening. I feel or like you might. Or some baby wipes. <laughs> no. I feel like I would know if that was wipes. a memory. <laughs> Let's talk to Zach and Royce. Maybe he's been across the pond. What's up, Zach? Yeah, so I've never been there, um, but I do have a friend that lives in the United Kingdom, and she will confirm that it's almost like paper towels. See? Oh, my gosh. I tried it's awful. To, see, this is the yeah. useless information that I bring to this show, dog. Didn't nobody, y'all didn't know that until I brought that here. You know what? The, every day You're we're learning. Welcome. Every day we're learning on this show. What's, what's Zach? I'm, I'm, thank you so much for bringing that to the table because I didn't know that. Yeah, it's actually, it's, it's most European countries. Um, it's, it's 
just something with like the fabric that they put in it. I, I, I don't ask me how I know. I just know because I have friends that live over there. But yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> oh, you know what? I do know why it is, guys. It's because they go with the bidet over there. You guys know oh, what the bidet is. What yeah. do you mean? The, the the car wash for your bunghole? Oh, yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's yeah. A, probably a fair way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that. A lot of countries. Yeah, we well, did. Yeah. You just did? <laughs> a lot of countries do that with the, with the bidet. The United States is kind of I don't know how different. I feel about a bidet, though. That's I'm not, out. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I it's know. something you have to grow up with, I think, and, and be used to. Actually, I got a quick story. When I, when I was uh, younger, I had a friend, and they're in the house. They had one. And I, like... I went to go use the bathroom. And it did, did it, was it an automatic bidet? Automatic. Oh, so how did... The- <laughs> oh, I was like, what is going on in there? What is this? And then he had to explain, like, yeah, this we have this. It was really weird. Uh, I thought you were going to say you mistook it for the toilet flush. No, I, I just... I, I, I didn't even know what it was. And I was like, what is this? Your toilet's broken or something. There's so many questions that I have, but since it being my first week, I'm going to go ahead and hold those. All right, Zach. Let's, let's talk Sirianni and bidets. What are you thinking? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on that, that train either. I'm going to stay over here. Um, but yeah, uh, Hugh, I just want to welcome you, man. Um, you know, you're with a great group of guys. Joe's Joe's really really straightforward dude. Um, I like to call him in the in the middays in the evening. So I'm um, glad you're glad you're here, man. Appreciate um, you. Yeah, man. Of course. Um, so you know, you guys mentioned a couple things. So I don't want to be all over the place, but I just want to make a quick point. Like the reason why I don't want guys like Brian Dawkins and you know Hugh and Seth Joyner and guys like that coaching is because Philadelphia is one of the roughest places to coach as far as like media critic, as far as you know fan critic, all that kind of stuff. And that kind of brings me to the whole point of, like, trusting Sirianni and being on the side of he's a good coach. Like, the man was 2-5 and five in his first year with armchair receivers, um, you know, a very half-assed team. And he still managed to, you know, flip a switch and get us to the playoffs. Granted, in his first year with a completely different system, a completely different coaching staff, a completely different fan base, um, was able to do that in his first year. And then in his second year, in my eyes, took a big leap. Um He's not, like, the most politically correct person, and neither is anybody in Philadelphia, and that's kind of why we like him, because he's he's pretty straightforward. He kind of says what's on his mind, and it's not always, like, again, the most politically correct, but it's something that Philadelphia fans can relate to. You know, we have character, we have, you know, attitude, we have aggression, and the reason why I called is because a caller about a half an hour ago called and said he was a fraud, and, like, that... That's the most asinine thing I've ever heard. Given number one, he's twenty-five and eleven in his in his career so far, and number two, he's he's made it to the Super Bowl. And people can sit there and talk about how he was out coached. The man coached against one of the best coaches to ever coach the game, and one of the best quarterbacks moving forward to probably ever play the game. So, like, it's not like we went up against a Trent Dilfer and like some random QB coach or whatever. We we went against two really elite guys. And this man has his players' backs, and the players have his back. And I think that's something that really needs to be, like, looked at from, from a, a different perspective. Yeah, you, Zach, you're right. It, it's, it, it's huge, and, and I agree with you that – and, I, you know, even though I'm not fully sold, I, I agree with you. Like you said earlier, we're, we're in, like, a TikTok era. So, like, players are more entitled nowadays than they've ever been. So to to have somebody like Nick Sirianni, who's relatively the same age or a little bit older, and they the respect factor that goes into respecting him and listening to what he says, that's huge for players nowadays. And I think that that combination of QB and, and, and coach especially 
is something that, like, not every team has. So we can't take that for granted. And he's only had a small sample size. So let's just give the dude time because he's done great so far. Well, two years in, it's, it's obviously the results are good. And, Zach, we appreciate the phone call and uh, call again. Yeah, the, the results are good. I mean, there's no question. It's not like they've been bad for two years. They're 25 and 11. They made a Super Bowl. Uh, it's a matter of if they could sustain it with him. And, and all, all that stuff plays into it, You whether it's personality, retaining coach. It's all part of this thing. Like, we've seen coaches get off to good starts. The one thing I, I will just say, though, just because you make a Super Bowl doesn't mean you're a great coach. We, we've seen that. Like, great coaches win Super Bowls. Yeah. But I've seen a bunch of decent coaches make, make, make the Super Bowl. Yeah, but it, and it's all about, to me, I think, learning from your mistakes because even a guy who made it to the Super Bowl and lost, lost it, he was up 28 points. That's Dan Quinn. He was in line for some head coaching jobs this year. Mm-hmm. And, and and when you hear people wax poetic about him on television, they love him. Oh, he's a great defense coordinator. Now, granted, nobody ever talks about the defense that he has down there in Dallas. You know, he has some pretty good players down there. Of course he does. I.e. Micah Parsons. Maybe the best defensive yeah. player. But, you know, they still give him his props. So it, it's it's all about learning from the mistakes that you make, man, and growing from those. You know, one thing that, that, that Doc used to say, say all the time, he said, learn from it and grow. That's what you say all Kinda the time. Kind of like the Jalen Hurts mentality. Yeah, learn from him and then grow. That, that's what it's all about. And if, if, if Coach Sirianni grows from this situation and he becomes a better coach, that's what you want. And if we get a chance to get back there and win it, that's what, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that, that's what the goal is. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop in. We'll take all your phone calls on Sirianni. The Reese Hoskins contract issue, which I think will be a big part of this season for the Phillies, whether or not they give him a deal. Didn't sound like Dave Dabrowski's ready to do it. And coming up next, we'll talk some Phils. Spring training rolling through Clearwater. Ruben Amaro, Mickey Borandini. There's a get on the golf course. They're going to join us next right here. You Douglas, Joe Giglio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.